is as an encourager, but also he has so much, um, just he carries so much joy and hope, and him and his wife do that across the world. And so we're excited to share or just to hear from him tonight. Yes, yeah, so Steve, I want to warn you, I think that these people are ready to laugh tonight. They're, they're, they got their laughers, their laughers have been warming up all day. So I think we'll be in good shape tonight. So yeah, it's, it is an honor. It's funny how our worlds have collided. You know, this feels like our home, our home church, our home connections. And, uh, you know, we've sat under Steve for a couple years now and just, um, we will never be the same because of the influence that he's had in our lives. And so it's a treat for you guys tonight. And the fact that we happen to be here at the same time as he's here, I mean, it's just God loves us so much. So (laughs) that, yeah, is a really good thing. So would you actually get on your feet and just stand and welcome Steve Backlund? <laughs> What's happening? Oh, there's a huddle. There's a huddle. Ah. A holy huddle here. <laughs> well, it's so good to be here, and we just bless you. And so glad to Seth and Sarah, you guys uh, did a great job with them. They were, they were already powerful <laughs> by the time I got them. They're just a little polishing off of things that have been invested in them and Thank you for the quality of leadership here. I know it's, it's very obvious. And wow, we are here. Man, anybody else just uh, blessed by the worship tonight? Yeah, that was good. My, Whew, that was good. Some, I think there's some Christians here my mom warned me about. <laughs> you got that look in your eye. <laughs> Anything can happen. Why don't you just repeat this after me? Say, God brought me here tonight. God brought me here tonight. Because he believes in me. More than I believe in myself. He's preparing me for something bigger than I know. Something's happening in me tonight. It's going to increase. I'll never be the same again. And it's going to influence nations. Amen. I love, I love to um, get people to say things. Because I, I, love, I love to give God something to work with. I mean, there's a principle that if something happened, something was spoken. I mean, the worlds were created. I mean, the Spirit's hovering over the face of the deep, waiting for something in Genesis 1. And and when God said, let there be light, uh, chaos came into order. And so there's a a principle of of just if we want to see something different, we've got to say something different. And, and, and we don't have something just by saying something. But saying something is necessary to having something. 
so we, we, we just, uh, you can't change your life without changing how you talk. If you, want to, if you actually want to accelerate the changing of your life, change how you talk. And, and, and get truth in your mouth. And Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Those who love what? Those who love the revelation that life is in the power of the tongue will eat the fruit of their past words. I like to say this the future is in the mouths of intentional speakers. And it, it's a. Um, I just say, so just want you to say, say it again. I'll never be the same again after tonight. I'll never be the same. You know, when you said that, the percentage chances of that happening dramatically went up. I was in the UK a few years ago, and there was a, I had them say I'll never be the same again a number of times, and there was a leader there. She sent me an email a couple of years later, and she told me this. She said, when you had us say I'll never be the same again, I said to myself, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. And so she said from... Most of the service, she didn't say it. And how many of you know sometimes our fear of being disappointed again? Our fear of being disappointed again uh, robs us from actually accessing. So we, we get into self-protection as a mode, and I've been there and I understand that. We're trying to protect ourselves from being hurt, so we, we boil our lives down as a goal to not be hurt. And, and, and just thank you, Lord. Anybody who's in that situation tonight, thank you for healing. Thank you for healing the brokenhearted. Thank you. There's anointing to heal the brokenhearted. So she, she said, uh, if I finally said it in the meeting. And she said, you know, she said, you know what? I was never the same again. Ha, <laughs> Hey, words, uh, you know, words are so powerful. It's one of my passions uh, is the this study of the power of words. And Proverbs is just full of great things. And James 3, uh, it says, you know, our words are like a bit in a horse's mouth and a rudder on a ship. And so whatever we talk about, words are directing agents of our life. Whatever we talk about a lot, we get pulled towards. Uh, we get pulled towards whatever we talk about a lot. I used to say this, uh, every time I move forward in God, I get attacked by the devil. Let's laugh at that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all's my words were, my words were thermometer words. My words were just, all they were doing was reporting on my experience. That's all, they, that's all they're doing. Uh, I'm tired. I get, you know, move towards being tired more. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you never say you, you're, you never, we don't deny experience, we just can't get our beliefs out of it. This is a difficult location for the gospel. I would say that. And, 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 and the Lord, so I get pulled towards that. He said, Steve, I want your, I haven't called you to be a thermometer, I've called you to be a thermostat. <laughs> I've called you not to reflect what's going on. I've called you to shape what goes on. Because if all we do is talk about what's happening, 
then we'll just repeat what's happening. If that's all we talk about, I'm, I'm tired, this is hard, I'm not good at speaking in front of others. <laughs> if that's all we do, then we'll do a lot of laps in the wilderness. There has to come a time in our lives where we think higher and talk higher than our experience. There has to be a time where we do that. It's called faith. Imagine that. That we're actually supposed to believe something higher than what we're experiencing. It's come to that. It's come to that. I just see the Lord releasing faith, a gift of faith. There's a whole new faith movement coming on the body of Christ right now. It's a whole new faith movement. It's not a faith movement to get things. It's a faith movement to actually believe who we are in Him. And if we believe who we are in Him, we're not going to have a problem getting things. (laughs) Because we're going to be a magnet for blessing. So thank you, Lord, just for for upgrading our, our thinking and our language. Thank you for upgrading our language. You know, for some Christians, the best thing they could do is just stop talking. (laughs) I mean, yeah. That would be major improvement. I mean, the greater truth is, is that life is in the power of the tongue, but there is truth that death is in the power of the tongue. I mean, you look at in the Old Testament, you got Joshua. Some of you, you know the story, you know, at the walls of Jericho. <laughs> he, he had wandered for 40 years because of people who couldn't say the right thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he got, he got an idea. <laughs> he said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a strategic plan of how to see how to defeat Jericho, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna walk around the wall, but I've got one rule: <laughs> no talking. <laughs> Nobody says anything. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not going another forty years. <laughs> I'm not going to do another 40 years of laps in the wilderness. <laughs> he, is a, he is a good leader. <laughs> Great leaders uh, help their people speak life. And the beginning point is just stop speaking death. Right. And in Luke 1, you got a similar situation. you got an angel appearing to Zechariah in old age. Uh, telling him, uh, you and your uh, barren wife, Elizabeth, you're going to have a miracle child. (laughs) Who's going to become John the Baptist? And here's the the Backlund expanded version of that story. I'm I'm the Heavenly Father watching the angel talk. Talk to another angel. Hey, can you bring me the remote control? (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Can you show me where the mute button is on this thing? Because um, I'm going to have to mute 
Zechariah because he doesn't think he's powerful. <laughs> he just thinks he can say whatever he wants to say. Whenever he wants to say it, it'll have no impact on anything. So I'm going to mute him for nine months. Boop! Because <laughs> I can't trust him to speak around what I'm doing. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I mean, whoa. Almost got blown over by that one. So I don't want us to get paranoid about saying, hey, you know, I'm struggling, pray for me or whatever. That's, that's good. We need to be authentic. But we just need to not make concluding statements about ourselves, our, our other people, our, our church, our nation. Those things are more powerful than we know. Thank you, Lord. Just, just turn to your neighbor and say, I think all that was just for you. <laughs> well, it is good to be here. And let me just talk about a few items here before we get, we've got a, a resource table out there. I've got a book here called Let's Just Laugh at That for Kids. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's a, a book, my ministry and Wendy's and my ministry is focusing on not believing lies and believing truth. John 8.32 says the truth will make you free. So every area of my life where I believe truth in, I get free. Every area of my life where I believe lies, I'm not free. So I get saved because I believe in Jesus. I get free because I believe like Jesus. I get saved because I believe in Him. I get free because I believe like Him in every area of my life. So I don't want to wait until people are adults to help to stop believing lies. I mean, that's a good idea. And so this has 20 lies in it that children are tempted to believe. Matter of fact, I'm tempted to believe these. Like, uh, and, and uses the power of laughter to break off. Because laughter disempowers bad beliefs. Laughter starts to crumble the strongholds of, of bad beliefs that we have. And so why don't you just laugh at some of these that are in here that children are tempted to believe, but I think some, some of us might be as well. Um, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. How about this one? Um, I'm too young to change anything. <laughs> I need to hang out with the popular kids to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> God won't provide for me. Ha <laughs> ha. Here's a gift. What's your name? Paige? Wow, Paige. Um, I, 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 is it P-A-G-E? P-A-I, okay, yeah, um, I just got a, a, a word just using the letters of your name, um, 
you're, you're, you're a prophetic uh, anointed, uh, no, yeah, prophetic anointed influencer generating evangelism. A prophetic anointed influencer generating evangelism. I see that there's a dual thing on your life of prophetic prophet and uh, evangelism. So bless you, Paige. Glad you're here. So excited you're here. Book Victorious Mindsets, uh, the renewing of the mind isn't by osmosis. It's by saying, I'm not going to believe this. I'm going to believe this. Uh, I'm not going to believe my area is insignificant. I'm going to believe my area is significant. Not going to believe I don't have a healing anointing. I'm going to believe I have a healing anointing. Yeah, I mean, how many of you know you, you believe and then you see? You don't see and believe. Let's, uh, let's laugh at this. We should only believe something after we see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> So this has <laughs> this has 50 things to believe devotional book. All, most of them are devotional. And what's your name? Carrie. Carrie. Well, hey, Carrie, you know what I hear about you is I hear that uh, you're a, a releaser, of, especially women and young women. You're a releaser of them from believing lies and actually learning how to love themselves. And I see God's given you a great anointing to break off dysfunctional thinking, especially from teenage uh, girls and young women. And you're, God's done so much in you, just in your life. And it's an overflow out of that. And I see doors opening for you. Mm -hmm. Yay. All right. And then the last thing I want to give away, I want to give away this declaration clicker. This is, um, you know, we do, I love to experiment and, um, one of my experiments that we do in our ministry every year is we, we challenge people to make 100 declarations a day for a month and then see what happens. <laughs> and, and we found out it's the most powerful thing that we do. So, you know, you, the, like, um, and we've gotten such great testimony. So, like, um, what's this place called again? Vandalia. Vandalia, okay. <laughs> I know it's sort of a V. <laughs> Vandalia. Um, Vandalia, uh, Vandalia is a powerful place for revival. Um, my prayers for America are working. I'm a great decision maker. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, I, my marriage is going to the next level. My children love Jesus radically. You know, and you just, you just do this. I have, I have an abundance for every good work. I have an abundance of health, energy, finances, favor, wisdom, power, love, protection for every good work. Boy, man, I got 17 done. Just 
And, and we found out this, it's hard, because faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. If we're going to believe something different, we've got to hear something different. And I'm not waiting for you to come and talk to me. Declarations are prophesying to ourselves. They're faith, they're faith statements of things that are already true about me, but I don't believe it yet. There are things that are true about me, but I don't believe it yet. And declarations are a way to actually activate your belief for who you already are in Him. So this is a this is a, and then you can just get it back to zero. So I want to get this right. Is it Levi? Yeah, Levi, you're you are. God loves you so much. <laughs> Man, you're you're just uh, you're multidimensional. You're such a blessing, and and I just see a whole new wave of this Holy Spirit on your life. A new, a new season of faith and Holy Spirit power, whoa, flowing out of you. And that thing right there, the, the declaration clicker, is absolutely obliterates mediocre thinking. <laughs> now. I do like to laugh, and I want to, I want to explain that, because tonight, one of the purposes of tonight is, is to restore the joy of the Lord to us. And some of you may have never even experienced the joy of the Lord, and tonight's going to be a night of activating the joy of the Lord. Now, in Nehemiah 8.10, it says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so... I. I said in a leaders meeting that my theory is that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. And I don't need joy at the end of the battle. I need joy in the middle of the battle. I used to only be joyful when the problem was over. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> and I didn't need strength then as much as I needed in the middle. So learning how to access joy, and some of the things we're going to learn tonight are, are going to help you do that. Um, and I, I used to be a joy-impaired, uh, laughter-impaired Christian. <laughs> I was laughter. If someone was crying in church, I'd go, oh, yes, amen. <laughs> God is moving. And he probably was moving. But if someone was laughing in church, I'd be troubled. If they really got it, they wouldn't be laughing. If they really understood things, they wouldn't be so happy. <laughs> if they were more spiritual, they wouldn't be laughing. <laughs> and so I was really searching the Bible, you know, seeing, wow, you know, I saw the case of my strength in Proverbs 17, 22, a, a merry heart is good like medicine. Yeah. Laughter is one of the main ways to stay emotionally and physically healthy. And science has caught up with the Bible again and proven that laughter benefits your health. <laughs> All kinds of studies show, I mean, laughter uh, builds up your immune system to fight off disease. Laughter releases cells in your body that fight off cancer. Laughter, uh, people with high blood pressure have, have lowered their high blood pressure through laughter. <laughs> and I, I heard this, that 10 minutes of hearty laughter 
is like working out 10 minutes on a rowing machine. <laughs> Let's laugh at that. <laughs> Anybody like shortcuts? <laughs> I, I, I love shortcuts. <laughs> so it's all over in the Bible, the, the joy. I mean, Luke 2.10, uh, the angel is announcing to the shepherd, uh, shepherds about baby Jesus. How many think that was an important announcement? How many think the angel didn't just talk off the top of his head? I'm not sure what to say here. I'll just throw anything out. <laughs> and he said this. He said, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people. Wow. I mean, the announcement of Jesus was an announcement, not a trickle of joy, but great joy. Not just for a few select people with the right personality. <laughs> but for everybody. It's amazing. I'm not just talking about, you know, inner joy either. Joy in the inside. <laughs> I've got a dog at home. He's a black lab. His name is Duncan. When I come home, Duncan doesn't just walk up to me slowly, look up at me, and say, I'm joyful on the inside. <laughs> no, when he sees me, I mean, he, first of all, he hears me coming, he's barking in the house, he's just, just excited, and open the door, he sprints out the door. I mean, he can't contain himself. He's just sprinting. You know, boom, boom. You know, just, and he knows he can't jump up on me, but, you know. And he's wagging his tail so hard, I'm concerned he's going to pull a back muscle. <laughs> so great, we're talking about great joy, not a trickle of joy. <laughs> And it's the second fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. It's number two. Ooh. Someone go, hmm. <laughs> hmm. But, but the one that really gets me is uh, Romans 14.17, where it says the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, joy is... One-third of the kingdom. Oh. If it's one-third of the kingdom, maybe we shouldn't be passive about it. Well, God, you know where I live. If you want me to have joy, you can give it to me. <laughs> I mean, how come we get concerned? I mean, rightly so. We get concerned. Our righteousness is starting to slip. Hey! We got a problem. Let's call a solemn assembly. And that may be needed, but how come we don't get concerned if our joy slips? Well, it's not a big deal if our church doesn't have joy. We better have righteousness. <laughs> but it's not that big of a deal. We don't have any joy. It's not that important. 
That's the optional fruit of the spirit. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I got saved in the 70s, probably the first 15 years of my Christian life. I could count on one hand how many messages I heard on joy. I probably I don't even I don't even know if I heard five messages on joy. Man, one third of kingdom, nobody's talking about it. Why? Well, I've got a theory that under a religious mindset, it's impossible to be joyful. Because if you are joyful, you're not getting it. Because, because if you really got it, you'd understand the more mature you get is the less joyful you'll be. <laughs> if you really got it, you'd understand God has just about had enough of you. He's so frustrated and disappointed with you, he's about ready to implode. <laughs> you prayed one hour, you should have prayed two. You fasted for three days, but you had a marshmallow on day two. <laughs> and now God is angry. <laughs> That's how the religious mindset, the performance-based mindset thinks. The one who's trying to win God's favor through performance. That's how they think. You can't be joyful. You don't deserve to be joyful. You need to be unhappy to prove to God you're getting it. You need to walk around miserable so he understands that you understand. <laughs> yeah, it is true. I've, I've lived it out. But the, religion can only celebrate and become joyful with perfection. The only time there can be joy in a religious church when there's perfection. Uh, and, and, but families celebrate progress. Families celebrate progress. We, I've got seven grandkids, and um, it was when our oldest was learning to walk, Caden, our daughter Heidi, would send us texts. We'd be on the road, and we'd get a text, and it'd say, Caden took a step. Caden took a step. We got so joyful. We got happy. But Heidi never sent us a text. We want to let you know Caden fell down again. <laughs> he fell down 54 times a day. 
<laughs> He's such a disappointment to us. <laughs> He's an embarrassment to our family. We don't even we don't even want to take him out in public. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, family celebrate progress. Could have fallen down all day. One step. Woo, yes. I mean, I think our churches should be that way. Our, our goal should not be to help people so they don't embarrass the church. <laughs> That's our goal as leadership, to make sure nobody embarrasses us. <laughs> That's a low-level goal. <laughs> you know, if parents were like many Christian leaders, and their toddlers trying to walk and falling down, here's what the parent would say to their toddler. Quit trying to walk. You're being presumptuous and prideful. It's clear you do not have the gift of walking. Because <laughs> if you had the gift of walking, it wouldn't be so hard. You wouldn't be struggling so much if you had that gift. Besides, if you had the gift of walking, you'd already be walking. Don't you know walking ceased with the apostles? It's clear. <laughs> it's clear that God in his infinite wisdom and superior sovereignty has predestined you with the gift of crawling. <laughs> Be content in the state you're in. Don't try for anything more. If God wants you to be a walker, he'll zap you. And you'll walk instantaneously. Until then, just be content to be a crawler. Someone just say boo. 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 
<laughs> so, where was I? <laughs> I We're having fun up here. <laughs> you know, this is, I shared in a leadership meeting, um, little children laugh 400 times a day. Someone say yay. And the same uh, study said adults only laugh 15 times a day. Somebody say boo. Boo. My goal is to laugh 400 times a day minimum as part of my health and well-being and longevity plan. And I think at this meeting, we, this meet, we might be up how much, about 250. Because I, I know it's a good meeting when your cheeks, when your cheeks so, yeah, I should count them, shouldn't I? Yeah, every ha is a laugh. <laughs> I, I, I gave it away. I mean, I don't, I, yeah, Levi's got it. Can you just start? Yeah, just we'll send me a laugh so we can get into the last part of the. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, Lord, I, I do want to laugh 400 times a day minimum. Do you, do you have any ideas of how I can do that? <laughs> and he said, yes, Steve, do what I do. I said, Lord, what do you do? And, and he showed me Psalm 2.4. He who sits in the heavens laughs. Yeah, so the, the, the question is, you know, what's God laughing at in heaven? <laughs> Some say us. <laughs> yeah, it, it may be true, but it's not the context. <laughs> it may be true, but it's not, it's not the context. Um, he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we're up. We're up to Levi. Did we get to four hundred? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll talk to this side. You guys look. <laughs> you look decent and in order. <laughs> He said, yes, do what I do. (laughs) I said, Lord, what do you do? Because the context is he's laughing at what his enemies are saying and planning. And so, you know, someone says, hey, uh, Heavenly Father, we put together a booklet of the latest thing the devil's saying. Could you please thumb through it? I'll just be the Heavenly Father for this illustration. <laughs> Woo-hoo. <laughs> hey, Holy Spirit, look at this. <laughs> so I got an idea. I said, if God's laughing at lies, he's laughing at what the enemies are saying, and and the devil's my enemy, he's the father of all lies, then I'm going to do an experiment and I'm going to laugh at lies. Because lies sound really real in the darkness of your thinking. 
but they're laughable when you bring them out to the light of language and words. For instance, I'll tell you a lie, I believe, when I, after I first got saved. I, I would go to church, and if I didn't feel saved, I didn't think I was saved. And if they gave the altar call to be saved again, I would go up and get saved again just to be sure. <laughs> then the Lord said, Steve, I've got good news for you. You're saved even when you don't feel saved. I said, wow, that's amazing. That's just amazing. I thought feelings were the highest indicator of truth there is. <laughs> he, he said no. So I mean, I, I'd come to church not feeling saved, and they'd give the altar call to be saved, and I would want to go down there so bad just to get that thing off me. You know that thing? Yeah, I just said, yeah. And the Lord says, I'm going to get that thing off you in a different way. And so I want to go down so bad, and I just, I got to go down there. He said, no. Do not go down there. Stay, Steve. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> because he's... He was teaching me where to get my beliefs. He said, I'm going to teach you how to get your beliefs instead of out of your feelings and past experience. I'm going to teach you to get your beliefs out of what I say. Because for where you're going, you've got to do that. Because you, you keep getting your beliefs out of your feelings and past experience. You're stuck. You're going to do laps in the wilderness. So, so lies sound really real in the darkness of our thinking. So, so oh, yes, I'm... Oh, yeah, if I don't feel saved, it means I'm not saved. Yes, that really, oh, it's got to be true because it feels so true. Yes, amen. <laughs> but then I say that out of my mouth. My salvation depends on my feelings. That's just stupid. That's just stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just laughable. So I found that out about lies, and so I, I, we're going we're gonna to laugh at some lies tonight. We already have, um, but let me, um, let me just, so I want to bring you into an ex, this experiment, because it's, it's a great tool. The, two of the renewing of the mind tools I love is laughing at lies. It, it disempowers lies we're believing, and then declarations. It, it, it's a truth that replaces the lies. So, um, so I'm going to share just a few classic devil lies after I share each one. I'd like you to laugh. Some might say, well, I'm an authentic person, and if I laugh, it will feel fake. <laughs> so, so I'm not planning on laughing. <laughs> well, I just say your laughter isn't, isn't fake, it's just rusty. It's like a muscle that's atrophied. And it just needs to be worked out. You don't go to the gym. If you try to lift up 300 pounds and you can't do it, you don't say, this is so fake. <laughs> All you say, no, I, gotta, I just got to work out at a lower weight and work up to that. So there'll be people in the room who will laugh at a 300-pound level. <laughs> Woohoo! And, and, and don't be discouraged if all you can do is a 15 pound level hop. <laughs> if that's all you can get out, celebrate it. Celebrate, celebrate it. it. Celebrate your hop. Yay. Yeah. 
and don't go into condemnation. All right. And by the way, I know we don't laugh all the time. We weep with those who weep. I've pastored. I, there's times all you do is cry with people, and I get that. But, but the body of Christ has been joy deficient. And, and the joy of the Lord is re- returning. So, all right, you guys ready for, to laugh a little bit? Why don't you just warm up your laugher right now? <laughs> Actually, some of your laughers I'm concerned are going to overheat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's laugh at this line. God loves you, but he really doesn't like you. <laughs> Here's one. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh, alright <laughs> right, here's another one you are an insignificant person in the body of Christ <laughs> here's one you don't have the right personality to be a, a joyful person or to laugh much. <laughs> Let's give an extra laugh on that If you are not laughing as much as some other people, it means there's something wrong with you. (laughs) Here's a lie I believe for about a decade. There is something uniquely wrong with you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lie. I mean, guys, I mean <laughs> oh. but it feels so true. There's something uniquely wrong with me. It feels that thing's got to be true because it feels so true. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> How about this? In, in, <laughs> somebody's jumping the gun again. <laughs> I mean, 
We had this problem last night in Tri Lakes, Bristol. I mean, people jumping the gun. The way it works is I share the lie. <laughs> and then you laugh. <laughs> Try to give a proper protocol here. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's laugh at this one. In key decisions that you will need to make in the future, you will not know what to do. <laughs> and if you make the wrong decision, God won't know what to do. <laughs> How about this one? Your prayers for America are not working at all. <laughs> that's, a, that's a deeper lie. <laughs> oh, but that feels true. And then one of the devil's all-time favorite lies, Laughter in the church is from the devil. <laughs> wow. <laughs> A little concerned about this group here. You got you guys kind of take this joy thing to. This is, this is a joy region. This is a region of radical joy. I mean, this is, this is unusual, the level that this thing is broken out. Man, who are you people? Who are you? <laughs> Man, you got something on your lives. Whew. All right, all right, let's get it together. <laughs> let's get it together. Here we go. <laughs> let's try to end this message <laughs> strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't do it this way, Lord. <laughs> I can't. I mean, Lord, I got things I want to say. <laughs> I want to tell these people something. Whew. 
Oh, all right, all right. Okay, here we go. Gotcha. <laughs> so the Lord. <laughs> so the Lord. <laughs> First, when I first saw things like this, I, I was troubled and uncomfortable. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, didn't you say all things must be done decent and in order? And, and he said, yes, Steve, uh, cemeteries are decent and in order. <laughs> cemeteries are decent and in order. This is a, this is a wineskin upgrading meeting. God's upgrading our wineskin. He really is. You know, it, Mark two twenty two. Jesus said, "You can't put new wine in an old wineskin." Because <laughs> if you put new wine. In an old wineskin, it'll blow it up. <laughs> and he said, you got to put new wine in a new wineskin. <laughs> and and there's, there's two things. There's two main ingredients of a new wine skin. <laughs> 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 Would you like to know what those two things <laughs> You're, you're not helping me. You're, oh. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Let's get it together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Number one. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> you guys, you guys ready? All right. Number one. <laughs> Is you have to believe something higher. <laughs> You got to believe something different. Because um, <laughs> and number two, <laughs> yeah, number two <laughs> is you've got to be willing to experience something different. <laughs> You got to be willing to allow the Lord to do something deeper in your life. And usually when the Lord tries to do something deeper in my life, I'm uncomfortable. Um, you know, I used to think my comfortability level was the indicator of whether something was from God or not. Yep, let's laugh at that. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable, therefore it cannot be God. I've been wrong so many times. <laughs> Remember as a young Christian, the song leader would say these dreaded words. <clears throat> Everybody, <laughs> Everybody, please raise your hands. No, not that. Oh. Oh, no. Okay. Everybody, I know everybody's looking at me. All right, I'll put my hands up like this. Thank you, Jesus. Whew, glad that's over. That can't be God. Because if it was from God, I wouldn't be uncomfortable. Next week, do it again. Oh. Uh, not quite as bad, but not my thing. <clears throat> Next week, ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and then the next week, wow, freedom! And I think I'll even lift my hands before the song leader says to lift them. This is God. I remember the first time I ever danced in church. Oh, that was rough. It's always the worship leaders causing the problems. I mean, they're always, yeah, yeah, let's all dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Not that. I'm a white guy. I don't... I don't... Man. Okay. So I, I did... I, Dance with the with the hop. 
I did that, but I was uncomfortable. I said, that can't be God. But then I found out, wow, that is God. I'm I'm not, woohoo. Well, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to dance on my own. And and the Lord just upgraded my wineskin by having me move past my uncomfortability zone. And even some of you tonight, you say, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I want to hear a message. I don't want to look at a guy up in front just laughing. (laughs) But we've got to ask, Lord, what are you actually doing? What are you doing in me? What are you touching? What are you trying to unlock? What, what's happening? Maybe it's bigger than our narrow little thing. This is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's always bigger than that. It's always bigger. And influencers, they, they understand we're going to be stretched. We're going to be doing things. We're going to experience things. You know, if our goal is to prevent wildfire, we're never going to have the true fire. Our goal, we got to stop anything that's uncomfortable. Our goal is that every person who comes to church will always feel comfortable. (laughs) That's our goal. We're going to miss out on a lot of things God wants to do. I'm not saying just have Holy Spirit free-for-alls where nobody, you know, anything happens. Freedom doesn't mean everything, anything can happen, but wow, we, we say thank you, Lord, for just a, a fresh wave. And it is, and, and, and the Lord's upgrading people's wineskins in this meeting. We It's fun. We're letting go. Ha-ha. <laughs> And the beliefs thing, man, I mean, I'm, I'm living my life, first 15 years of my life in Romans 12, 1, love it, we give our bodies as living sacrifice, and, you know, just to God, just give your heart, give your will, give your everything to God. I mean, you know, that's kind of important. And even the things I teach, unless you get that foundation, you're, you're, the things I teach could actually be dangerous. So we, we got to say, hey. Get a foundation of heart surrender. And, um, but the Lord sent us to the desert in the 90s. And <laughs> I mean, you know, God likes to send people to the desert to teach them to repent. Went to a real desert. Yes, I went to a real desert in Nevada. Four hours from Reno, four hours from Vegas, pastoring a small rural church with Wendy and our three children. And one of the best definitions of repentance is to change the way you think. And so the Lord says, I love your heart for Romans 12, 1, but if you're going to see transformation, you've got to move into Romans 12, 2, where it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? Renewing of your mind. Let's laugh at this. Romans 12, 2 is actually a mistranslation. <laughs> what, what it really meant to say is be transformed by trying harder. Ha, ha, ha. Let's give an extra laugh on that. <laughs> The reason this isn't working is you're doing something wrong. 
No, the reason the reason most of us we're not seeing transformation is not we're not doing something wrong, believing something wrong. Yeah. So he says, I, I want to move you, Romans 12, 2. You've surrendered your heart to me, and now you're gonna learn how to surrender your beliefs. Because what's blocking you, I mean. Wendy, my wife, she's crying out in prayer. She's thinking her lack of breakthrough is because she hasn't given God her heart enough. And she's just praying, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my heart. Lord, just take my heart. And God interrupts her prayer and says, Wendy, I have your heart. Now I need your mind. So on one level, it's easier to surrender your heart than it is your beliefs. Because beliefs... Some of our beliefs are called strongholds, and, 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 and those beliefs have a stronghold. They don't want to go. So, like the Lord says, I want you to surrender the belief that you're a disorganized person. By the way, let's just laugh at this. You're a disorganized person. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, I said, but Lord, I am. I am. I'm a, I got hippie roots. We don't like organization. <laughs> and I feel disorganized. Doesn't that mean I am disorganized? He said, no. He said, you're not who your feelings say you are. You're not who your past says you are. You are who I say you are. You are an organized person who has disorganized experiences. That's who you are. I want you to surrender the belief that this area is hard for the gospel. Well, it is. It feels so hard. Doesn't that mean it is hard? And our experience has said it's hard. Doesn't that mean it is hard? No. Because if you create your beliefs from your experience, you become the stronghold. I had a guy for one of the churches I'm pastoring them. First week I'm there, he says, Steve, I want to let you know this city is hard for the gospel. And I knew this. I knew if I believed that, if I came into agreement with that, I'd be the biggest problem in my city. I'd be a bigger problem in my city than a bunch of Satanists. Here I am, spiritual authority, the head, not the tail, and I'm believing experience rather than what he's saying. said, hmm, no, it's, not, it, it's not hard. My, my, the Lord tells Wendy, you're a teacher. Uh, and, and, and she says, no, how can I be a teacher? I'm shy and I can't speak well in front of others. And, and he, he tells her, that's not who you are. That's just who you've become. That's not who you are. That's who you've become. And, and we went on this whole beliefs journey and, and the Lord just showed us that, because the battle, we're, we're not, Wendy and I, we're not devil-focused Christians, we're belief-focused Christians. We don't want to be ignorant about the devil, but we don't talk about the devil very much. But we talk about what we believe all the time, because if we believe truth, we'll get free. And if we're free, it doesn't sound like the devil's bugging us very much. <clears throat> Just a thought. <laughs> And even to put on the full armor of God in Ephesians 6, you've got to believe something and get those pieces on. 
Helmet of salvation. Woo, that's a good one. Wow, you got right on your thinking all the benefits of salvation. Woo, that's a helmet. That protects your, your mind. And then you got the shield of faith, the shield of good beliefs. What's it say? You can quench some of the fiery darts of the wicked? All? Did you say all? Wow, that'll mess up somebody's theology. You can quench all of them. You can quench you mean everything the devil throws at you. Can quench? I, I I didn't believe that. I thought more. I mean, I thought I thought that you know. I mean, uh, that those who move forward the most as Christians, they'd always be under attack. Let's laugh at that. Ha 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 ha. I I I believed higher levels, higher devils. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. I renewed my mind with that. Past experience created doctrines. People wrote books about it. Not based on what he's saying, but based on experience. And how come we didn't say higher levels, higher angels? Yeah. Which, is the, which is the greater truth, but we probably didn't say that because it didn't rhyme. <laughs> Yeah, try to figure that out, Cameron. Yeah, by, by the end of the service, give me something. I'll tell you, I, I can see, I, I can see it's happening. <laughs> by the way, just just laugh for just a few more seconds. <laughs> All right. So I just got to say this to you. <laughs> the Lord brought you here tonight because he believes in you more than you believe in yourself. He brought you here tonight because he wants to release hope in you. He wants to release joy. And, and, and hope is, you know, just, you know, because the, the nature, how do we know if we're believing a lie? Because the nature of deception is, is that we don't know we're deceived. Because once you know you're deceived, you're no longer deceived. That's taught in, de taught in deception class 101. <laughs> so I got an indicator how I know I'm believing a lie, and this is what we'll, we'll wrap up with tonight. Um, the Lord said every area of your life that doesn't have great hope in it is under the influence of a lie. Your hope level is the indicator of whether you're believing lies or truth. You, you know you're believing a lie in every area where you don't have great hope. And that was a game changer for me. Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Say in believing. In believing. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You, you abound in hope. You, you get the Tigger anointing. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have the Eeyore anointing. <laughs> oh, don't get your hopes up. You'll only be disappointed. Things are only going to get worse. Just keep watching the news. <laughs> Feed on the news as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Try to get that spirit all over you. That'll, that'll keep you in a in a realistic state. 
Let's laugh at that. <laughs> so, by the way, somebody's getting delivered from watching the news all the time. Somebody, somebody needs to just, just cut that flow just down to a trickle. Just know just enough of what's going on and don't feed on it. You feed on that stuff. What you, be, what you think is true is not true, even though it feels true. It's going to put an attitude on you, pessimism. By the way, people are getting delivered from pessimism. You can't be an influencer if you're pessimistic. And truth delivers people from pessimism. Because most spirits of heaviness, most depression, most discouragement, most pessimism is, is fueled from believing lies. They're not circumstantial, they're not physiological, they're beliefs. If we want to, if we want to feel something different, we believe something different. If we want to feel something different, we believe something. My wife's releasing a book in, in the next few weeks called Victorious Emotions. It's going to be a powerful one. We've got a, a newsletter sign-up list on the table out there, or you can go to ignitinghope.com and get our newsletter, and we, we'll let you know what's going on. But Romans 15, 13, you boil it down. Now may the God of hope fill you in believing. If you get it down to its essence. Now may the God of hope fill you in believing. So the moment I believe truth is the moment I get filled by the God of hope. Start believing truth. <laughs> Hope, hope, and by the way, Hope's got two buddies who hang out with him. One is all joy. Say all joy. All joy. I think we've experienced some all joy here tonight. <laughs> all joy and peace. You know, hang out with Hope. They, they, they come as a threesome. Wherever there's true hope, there's all joy. Woohoo! Yeah. It's like you know, we actually get a little happy. And then there's peace, a quiet assurance. It's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. By the way, somebody needs to hear it. You're going to be okay. You're, you're going to be okay. You're going to be more than okay, but you're going to be okay. Someone just needed to hear that. So the moment I believe truth is the moment I start getting filled by the God of hope. And then I, I believe truth. Increased hope is the evidence that the renewing of the mind is working. Increased hope is the evidence that I'm believing truth. I'm actually believing it. Not just have a mental assent. I'm believing it. Hope is rising. Woo, that's a good sign. I'm moving out of having just moving out of just having good having good doctrine to actually having good beliefs. It's a good sign, woo! And it pretty soon it gets to my eyes, woo! I'm actually seeing everything differently. Hey, wow! I'm looking. I'm not, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. Oh, wow! I think God could even use me, even though I got some issues back there. I'm not who those issues say I am. Well, that's exciting. Wow, the people in my life aren't as bad as I thought they were either. I think God could use them. Yeah, they got a few issues, but they're not who their issues say they are either. They're who, they're who God says they are. Well, my nation. I think, wow, I don't think they're as bad in my nation as I thought they were. I think I think there's hope. I think my prayers are working. I think I need to hear some testimonies. I need to believe Jesus when he said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I think I need to believe that. Yeah. And expect something different. 
So thank you, Lord, tonight for just, just obliterating lies. Thank you for the oil of gladness that is incredible. Whoo! Incredible. And thank you, Father, for the new wineskin of allowing us to experience deeper things in the Holy Spirit. And thank you for new belief systems that aren't in agreement with the past, but are in agreement with you. You guys receive the word tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of pr proud of me for getting something out at the end. <laughs> Yay! I celebrate Yay. progress, Steve. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Do you guys want to say something now or after the offering or what would what, you? Mm-hmm. Let's do the offer. Yep. How many have received tonight, huh? How <laughs> oh, you feel better? Uh, you just feel better after laughing all that time. I'm like, my goodness. <clears throat> wow, that was good. So we got to read a scripture over the offering, and I just went to my go-to, and I, I forgot this word was in there. I know. <laughs> so, um, well, first of all, if you didn't hear earlier, there's envelopes in the in the folder and the seat back. And, of course, if you're writing a check or cash, you can just put it in the offering. All of it will go towards this meeting. And there's a drop box in the back um, if you're unable to give. And you know what? You don't have to give. We've already, it's like you've already received. It's not like you have to pay in advance. Uh, <coughs> we, we give away freely and uh, because that's what we want to teach you to do, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, brother. <laughs> ah, ah, yeah, it is. <laughs> we're 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 not like this on on Sundays, by the way, but we are like this from time to time. So <laughs> it's alright. <laughs> yeah. So the Bible actually says this, all right? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 6. It says, this I say, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And he's talking about money. The context of is giving an offering, all right? <laughs> in, in, in the Bible here in 2 Corinthians, you can read it. And then it says, so, this is the application of that Bible verse, actually tells us, let each one, each one of you, give as he or she purposes in your heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. You don't have to. And then it says, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I double-checked because I know a lot of preachers say this, but I actually pulled up my phone and I looked up the Greek, and the Greek root word is hilaros, from which we get hilarious, all right? So God loves a hilarious giver. And so, Father, we just give this offering out of hilarity, out of cheer, and we just pray blessing upon it and all do see it, those who give. Why don't you go ahead and pass the baskets. Thank you very much. Uh, Sarah and Seth, you're going to come up and share something? <laughs> it is. 
Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say I had a, a strong sense of the kindness of God over you, each of you. Just such love and adoration that the Lord has for each one of you. And just like this, the sense of just how loved you are by the Lord, how incredibly loved you are by the Lord. And I saw, I saw that this, I've never given a word like this before, so this is really unique, but I actually felt like the Lord wanted to do something individually, but in this, to everyone in this room, which is that I saw that the Lord was going to give you each a gift every day for the, for the next days that, that you would receive something every day for the next days that you'll, you might not maybe at first realize, oh, this is a gift from the Lord, but I just saw like gifts. The Lord's passing out gifts to you one a day for the next days. And, and it might come in like random forms, you know, I, and I felt like he was gonna, he's, he's giving unique tailored gifts to you. That's going to be different from anyone else, but that you'll know, oh, this is, this is actually a gift from Jesus. It might be something practical, like a deal on something that you want to buy, or a specific thought in your mind that you had never thought before that is really helping you in an area, or, I mean, anything. It could be a physical thing. It could be a relational thing. It could be on any level, but you're going to recognize, you're going to recognize, oh, this is a gift from Jesus. I just felt like it was like a kiss and a hug from him to you because he wants to express his kindness and for you to recognize it. So when that comes in the next days, one a day for the next days, I don't have like a time frame, but you're going to recognize the gifts from the Lord every day. So I just bless you with that. Um, you over there with the glasses, the lady, yes. Can you send me your name? Doreen. Great. So maybe we've met. You look familiar. I don't know. Maybe. Doreen. Yes. Um, I just felt like God wanted you to know that you're going from being plugged into 110 to becoming a substation. That you've been plugged into the source very well. You've been a light, but there's an increase of being connected to the source and power that is going to start flowing through you like you've never experienced before. And um, even just healing. I saw you praying for people and them getting healed. I saw you just walking by someone and just kind of touching them. And like when, when you actually have oil on your hands, you can't always see residue. It just comes off of you. And I just see you actually releasing through just touch and your words and your presence. It's like when the shadow healed the sick, when um, Peter shat, or Paul's shadow healed the sick. Um, that, that's going to be your experience because you're going to be plugged in at a new level than you've ever been plugged in before. Um, and then I just felt for the group, uh, there's, there's relational breakthrough that's coming that's just around the corner. I, I felt like you've been intentionally loving people. You've been withholding even maybe, uh, um, it, not, not withholding love, giving love, but withholding kind of your opinion, or you've been actually having self-control in certain relationships, but, and that love, you've been giving that love and pouring out that love, and the breakthrough that you've been waiting for and praying for and believing for relationally is just around the corner. So where you feel like, man, I've been really working hard at this. <laughs> I've been trying really hard, and it doesn't seem to be working. I want to say it's right around the corner. The breakthrough relationally is right around the corner for you guys. All right. Amen. Yeah. You want to say this? Yeah. That's a good word. Am I on? 
<laughs> All right, I wanted to mention a couple other things. Hey, um, this is probably our most powerful product out there, Abounding Hope and Joy. It's a, it's a CD audio series. It's got six messages. Wendy and I did um, the power of joy, the power of beliefs, the power of declarations, the power of hope, transform life, and then no limits, a lifestyle of relentless mind renewal. That is, this is, um, if you, we've had people just listen to this over and over and over again. If Tonight we just barely scratched the surface on that. Then this is a book, Igniting Faith in 40 Days. It's a book that's, uh, it's our most popular book. It's a 40-day devotional. It's a book on uh, the power of hope, declarations, and negativity fast. It's a daily devotional for 40 days. You also get on here a uh, MP3 download 20 minutes or so, it goes with the book uh, of declarations to listen to. So you can put them in your phone, your car, you know, whatever. You know, just again, faith comes by hearing. Seth, can you give it to the lady in the second to the last row back there on the, just, uh, yeah, right there. Bless you. And um, a couple other things we do. I do a 60-second video hope injection every day. Um, today I did it. I mentioned I was going to be here. Uh, it's on Igniting Hope Instagram and Igniting Hope Facebook, for those of you who are on those. So it's a video hope injection to just give you an injection of what you experienced tonight. Um, and let's see what else. Yeah, the newsletter is on there. Um, I think that's it. So it's been such a joy to be with you. Cameron, thank you so much. Give a big hand. <clears throat> Amen. I just encourage you, you know, take this home. Take the joy home. Uh, nurture it in your homes. Nurture it in your church. Uh, nurture it in your workplace. And let it expand and grow so that we can change this city, this region, this state, this nation, this world, this generation. Amen. All right, you are dismissed. Thank you so much for coming. God bless. Oh, yeah. Just to mention, uh, if you want to buy books, go there right now. Get there quick.